welcome to Yeah We Read It, the only podcast in the entire globe covering young adult novels from our early 2000s youth. I am your host, Maggie. And I'm your host, Laura. And it's crazy that we are literally the only podcast yeah. doing YA novels. It's nuts. You know, it's, it's wild. Yep, and we did not meet anybody this weekend that we just befriended talking about a crossover with their YA podcast. No, it's... No, we never would do that. We it's didn't. actually crazy to be the only original creatives <laughs> in the industry, you know? Uh, Matt, wow. And much like this intro, this episode is about to be on some real bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we are in the second half of Vampire Diaries, The Return, Midnight, um, so many words. I don't even, you know, where we left off was already chaotic. Matt's trial had just happened immediately after he's incarcerated. And, uh, yeah, and listeners, obviously, as you, you probably remember, Matt won his trial. And, of course, we think there's going to be some, like, aftermath and fallout because Ridgemont was filled with werewolves. And, no, we never address it again. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, bless... LJ Smith's heart, if Fox Spirits is, like, the villain she wants to die on, that hill. I, I mean, it clearly is. Wouldn't werewolves be kind of, like, scarier? Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think I, I uh, stated this last episode where I was just like, I'm just so mad that it's like, we've had three books of these Fox Spirits, and I feel like she cannot, dis- like, she still can't decide what she wants to do with them. No, they completely brushed under the rug, like, um, Tyler Smallwood as a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. That whole plot And, is like, Carolyn's like, werewolf baby? I thought that was gonna be this huge thing. And, like, no, let's have them go back to the dark dimension. And... They could have uh, made Caroline a really dope villain. Oh, absolutely. I'm really just disappointed. I'm disappointed in L.J. Smith that she went in this direction. Especially because it's, like, we know how many plots are going on right now. Yeah. And the fact that it's, like, the direction she chose to go mm-hmm. is wild to me. And I'm just like, okay, because Carolyn's having this werewolf baby. Meredith is now a vampire hunter. Like, we could do some really cool things, but instead it's, like... Lady Oma made them more clothes, and then they got on a woolly mammoth-type creature to go find the mirror lake on the way to the Kitsune Castle. And it's like, why? I don't know. Oh, and also The Last Midnight's going to happen. Yeah, I. it was all wild. It was kind of fun, though. I was reading this while um, my partner was playing Elden Ring, and the way that they described, like, the Kitsune Paradise whenever they get there... Kind of like a spooky world, the same as, as that video game. So oh, that's fun. That part was fun, but otherwise, um, what a drag, you know? Yeah, this book, I feel like, changed its plot a lot and changed its purpose even more than that. Um, yeah. And I guess, uh, let's dive in. Let's okay. dive in. So Matt has just won his trial. Uh, I have the first note I wrote is Elena's upset that she cannot control her wing powers. And they're acknowledging, wow, Ridgemont has a lot of wolves, and that that's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, the cops, hey, they're really upset, because, you know, Matt is just realizing the social justice system is kind of fucked up, and the cops won't really pay attention to the town in dismay, and everyone, now, they're just, like, all resting in the boarding house. Yeah. They need to rest up, get ready for the big fight the next 200 pages or so. Yeah, um, but uh, we also get a cute scene where, you know, like, 
Damon apologizes to Bonnie for, like, abandoning her. We do a little cutaway to that. We do. We get a little bit of a parallel between, like, Stefan holding and kissing Elena. And then also, in the dark dimension, Damon is, like, holding Bonnie because she's cold and he's being all protective. Because as the last book ended... Bonnie was enslaved and was about to be thrown out a window by Shinichi. Yeah. And Damon saved her. And so, um, you know, I don't know. It's always like a it's kind of a weird love triangle that she'll set up between Bonnie, Damon, and Elena. And then also Damon, Stefan, and Elena. Yes. Yeah. We are really grasping at love triangles here. Um, Am I a fan? I don't know. I feel like a lot of this book, I really can't grasp how I feel about it because things are just happening so much. I don't know. Um, But meanwhile, we're back at the boarding house and something's up. Stefan is limping as he's coming in to the house and he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I haven't been hunting in a while. And chaos ensues. We find out that Stefan uh, is not Stefan. It is Shinichi in disguise. Uh, and they, like, tackle Shinichi and, like, lock him in the basement. Um, and then Stefan comes back from hunting and he's like, oh, guys, what's going on? And then they end up tackling this Stefan and throwing him <laughs> in the basement because it's Masao. And they somehow, in this tussle, get both of the Fox Master Keys. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world. And then real Stefan comes back, and Elena just starts making out with him. And it's like, Elena, there is a time and a place. There are two very, like, magical villains in your basement right now. Didn't she also make out with the Masao? I think she kissed him. Okay. Well, hey, you're wondering... How did the group figure out that these ones were imposter Stefans? And one of the reasons was that Elena sensed that this wasn't Stefan because he messed with her hair roughly. Yeah. Instead of gently, like, crushing the ends of it. They emphasize a lot that Elena will, like, get the ends of her hair crushed by Damon or Stefan and then she'll, like, moan. And I don't... Yeah. I've never been turned on by someone playing with my hair. No. I mean, I like when people play with my hair, but I've never been, like moan level enjoyment of it. I think that, like, if someone was scratching my scalp, it would be outside of kissing. Yeah. You know? I would just be like, oh, you're just scratching my scalp to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm not obsessed with someone. She's really obsessed with A, eternal youth, and B, her hair. And her blood. And, oh my god, and her blood. Yeah. Elena's obsessed with, like, the wrong things. Like, she really needs to get her priorities in line. She needs to be born in the 18th century, because she also wears, like, long night dresses to bed. Well, that's because she knows how much Stefan and Damon like it. Why is she trying to be Catherine so hard? I don't know. She was so cool the first four books, and now she's, like, just, like, obsessed with her little angel blood. Yeah. And all she wants to do is have people feed off of her. It's crazy. It's so annoying. It's really annoying. Um, But they also do mention uh, briefly that they were hired to mess with Fell's church. Mm-hmm. And, like, we just, that's where we get, like, the little insinuation that, like, Masao and Shinichi didn't come here because, like, they just chose to come here there's something else going on yeah MSL is also not doing too hot because as we know last time a lot of her starbell ball starbell starball ding ding dong. ding ding was um <laughs> pouring out and uh so the the purpose of like uh 
controlling these kids and, like, entering their brains. What do you call them? Possessing them? Yes. Possessing them is, like, if she kills more people, it seems like that's a way to get power in her starball. What I don't understand is, like, why they don't just, like, put Masao out of her misery. Like, all they have to do is just empty this rest of the starball. Like, what are they holding out for? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Um, But Shinichi uh, jokes on them for trapping him in a wooden home in a wooden basement. Wouldn't you think this is almost too easy that they got the master keys and managed to push him down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, I did think that. And then uh, it's immediately back turned on them because he, like, launches a, a, a magical infestation on the home of, like, maggots and snakes and other gross creatures. Yeah, It's these, weird. It's not written well. No, these confusing. bugs start taking them over because Shinichi, like, changed the basement into Flower Town. And Meredith is driving her stave into this big cobra and Stefan bursts with magic. And these, like, they, they just, these dumbasses don't realize that Shinichi wanted to be locked down there. Um, yeah. and they gotta leave the house because the, like, yeah. the, the maggots basically, like, burst it. Yeah, like, the, it destroys the house. Uh, and then it, they also do realize as they're, you know, abandoning the boarding house that the femur that they found in the last book that Tyrone dug up, mm-hmm. that bite marks on it, uh, was probably chewed on by children, which was kind of a gross realization. Yeah, and what's worse is when Stefan was out, like, hunting, um, he realized he can't he can't influence the kids. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, what the fuck are they going to do? They're going to split up. That's what they're going to do. They are going to split up. They all leave the house. They got to have a game plan. And... This is, I feel like, the worst pairing of people because Stefan and Elena are like, we're going to go to the dark dimension. And I'm like, Elena is too horny around Stefan to get a single thing done. Why is she going to go hang out with the two people she's in love with? She is also useless. The most useful she could be is if she figured out how to use this little wings of destruction we have been talking about for pages. Yeah, and she doesn't know how to use her wings. She doesn't know how so to do it. So why is she going to the dark dimension? I don't know, but they're headed there, and Mrs. Flowers, Meredith, and Matt, which is a stronger team, honestly send Meredith to the dark dimension. I was just thinking that. She has a whole stave. Um, they stay behind. Here's the thing. It's like, no matter if Elena stayed behind to fight the last midnight or Elena went to the dark dimension, she's a crutch. Like, she is a bad person to put in either of these situations. No, she's a liability. Yeah, she's a liability at all causes. She's one of those friends who's like, oh my god, you um, let me help, let me help. You're planning? Um, no, I'll just, I'll plan for the bachelorette party. I'll get the trolley. I'll do all these things. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the day of, they're like, oh my god, I completely forgot. What do we do? And you're like, what do you mean, what do we do? And she's like, I'm so sorry, my plan A didn't work out, and I haven't thought of a plan B or a plan C. I thought about thinking of those, but I didn't. But I didn't. Oh god, she sucks. But then she's like, Stefan, wait. You have to make me your slave before we go through the door to the dark dimension. And they put scrunchies on her wrist, and they're like, this will fool everybody. And I'm like, no, it won't. No, it's like two white hair pants. Yeah, like, how is is that, are people gonna, in the dark dimension, going to believe, like, Yep, those are the slave bracelets that are all around. I guess, you know, I don't know. So anyways, they put their little master key in the storage shed door, because I think they're still at the boarding house right now. They turn it, and they immediately turn up at Lady Alma's, where Bonnie and Damon are, and Bonnie's just taking a bath. She's having a good time. She's like, oh my god, hey guys! (laughs) It seems like the size of, like, an Olympian pool. Right? Like, I felt like it was, like, a spa-sized, like, steam room that she's taking a bath in. And so Elena, you know, very homoerotic, because I thought Bonnie was naked in a bath. That would make sense. Elena says, 
first thought is, let me take a bath with Bonnie. Yeah, fuck, fuck Stefan and Damon. Let's get get some girl time in. Um, and Stefan does go to find Damon, uh, and Damon's like, oh, hey, you're here, doesn't it matter, I'm gonna go find the mega star ball that Bonnie's been going on and on about. And Stefan scolds him, like, Damon, why did you leave Bonnie in an apartment? And then Elena, hearing this, is, like, summoned, bolts out the little bath, and also comes to school Damon, um, but Stefan stops her, because he just kind of, he squared things away with Damon, it's yeah. all chill. Um, and Elena's like, I can yell loud. So she yells at Damon for a bit. Does she slap him? I think so. I think so. And then Bonnie sees this and leaves crying. And th- then we get, hey, one of the classic Lady Oma dressing scenes. Oh, but also her baby's been born. Yeah, Lady Oma has some, a baby. I made a note that I said, this is some ADHD writing. Uh, yeah, well, and this is where we uh, uh, tie up the, the... We make a loophole for why... Um, Things worked so well in the last book because mm. apparently, if you're in the dark dimension, uh, time passes differently on Earth than it does here. So, like, years could go by here, and only seconds would go by on Earth, which still doesn't make sense when you add in like the final plot line to this, yeah, because it's happening tangentially, like at parallel wise. But they're saying that, like, oh, she was like three months pregnant, now they've been gone for months, and her baby's born, yeah. It, it, you're right, it doesn't make sense because later on, the plot line of Meredith, Matt, and Mrs. Flowers sums up pretty fast, and then they have to go, like, backwards into this plot line. Yeah. That is really weird. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. They name her baby, though, Adara, and then <laughs> Miss uh, Elena's like, I want wine. And she's like, uh, no, I don't. Me, anytime I go anywhere. <laughs> I want, I want wine. I want your finest black magic wine. She asked for like a whole bottle to herself and <laughs> Lady almost like, no. And then she's like, fine, I'm going to go catch up in Stefan's room where they just, I guess, conveniently forget about everyone else. Yeah. Well, they, and they also were, we learned that the Kitsune story that Bonnie's been going on, it's now confirmed that this was a premonition. This is not a story. It is real. And that's why they're going to go uh, find all these treasures. Um, and it's the night before, and Elena and Stefan are not sleeping together because they are not married. And this you tell them. bitch is like, now that I'm alone in my room, why isn't Damon coming to visit me? Girl! Yeah. Elena is stressing out over the fact that she hit Damon, so she's, like, a little drunk off that black magic wine. And, I mean, hey, hopefully isn't hungover tomorrow, because they, they got an expedition, but she is thinking about Damon. Yeah. Not Stefan. She really is. I don't know if it is now or if it is later, but Elena has a very devastating line where she specifies that Stefan is her love. Not her lover. Yeah, that's later. Oh, I, and that hurts. That hurts. Wow. God. And it's like, this book, like, confirms that she just doesn't love Stefan. No. Yeah. She thinks she does, but she doesn't. Um, they have to, now, on this expedition, they're gonna ride a Thurg? Hey, I hope she's not hungover, because how I imagined a Thurg was, like, a big elephant. I pictured, like, a woolly mammoth. But then they said he had, like, a lizard tail. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's not described well. Listener, if you put, picture, like, a, a cart on top of a big creature. I would honestly just say, picture the elephant with a lizard tail. Oh, that's, that's smart. I, that's what I did. That's really good. At that point, I just, um, yeah. And they're traveling for, like, a week. A week goes by. Um, and Damon and Elena are ignoring each other. Um, so that's pretty saucy. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she tries to talk to him, though. She climbs up the little third, tries to talk to him. At the same time, Bonnie is going into a trance and is like, the last midnight is tonight. The children are ready. And then, you know, Bonnie does the classic, what did I say? Yeah, Bonnie really is so good at, like, snapping out of her premonitions going, oh, no, what just happened? It kind of reminds me of, I mean... Okay, I did this once as a kid, but did you ever do as a kid, you would sleep over and, like, try to make people think you were cool by, like, talking in your sleep? No, so you'd be I never like, did that. Okay, whatever. No, okay, so uh, I did. Keep going, keep You would going. be laying there and everyone would be asleep and you'd be like, oh, nachos? No, cheese? Cheese, I'll take, they'll take the... Oh my gosh, was I talking in my sleep? That's so embarrassing. I would always pretend to be the first one to sleep because I think I would offset that I would be too scared to sleep by being, yeah. like, interesting. And then I would stay up till 4 a.m. and just have panic attacks, being like, do I call my parents? Do I not? If I leave, they're going to stress. They're going to they're gonna think I'm not cool. Yeah. Damn. I usually end up leaving in the middle of the night. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> Have a good memory. Did you did you sleep through the night at sleepovers? Yeah, usually. Okay. Really? Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry. Do, Do you want me to lie? I can t- take it back. Ask me again. Were there okay, did you sleep through the night? Never. Never once. Did I you always ever, left early. Did you ever wake up um to those commercials that were like belting Celine Dion? That was like trying to sell like a CD set. Oh, I like, remember the CD set commercials. Um, yeah! What I always would wake up to, because it's like if I woke up to go pee, is um, the D- the songs that would be playing on the DVD home screens. The Which, Mean Girls one is the one ingrained in my brain. Mean Girls and She's the Man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's what I, I remember waking up to those a lot. Um, oh, awful. They're playing just the same 60 seconds of a song over and over again. Man, uh, I hated it. Okay, okay, so okay. anyways, back to the book. Back Speaking to the book. of sleeping, they gotta sleep on this third because they're going on this adventure and time is passing. Great transition. I'm so good at transitions. They're heading to the Silver Lake of Death. Yeah. Ooh, and um, the fog is, like, impenetrable. Elena is, like, on, like, the little balcony of the, the third contraption. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Damon comes up behind her. <laughs> okay. And is like... Bitch, you're cold. Uh, so he's warming her up, and he's like, wow, it's crazy how you've always fought your urges around me. Um, and she's like, you, I know. No, I don't have urges for you. And he's like, shut up, Elena. We're, we both might die tomorrow. Like, we can at least stop pretending. Yeah, he's like, we might die. I want you to know how I feel. And also, I don't know if you know this, but there's like a rock over there we can make out behind. And she's like, no, you're influencing me again, which... Ugh. Stop gaslighting yourself. He boldly kisses her, despite Stefan being nearby. They start making out, and she's like, pulls away, and she's like, wait, no, Stefan is around. And he goes, no, it's cool, I'm influencing him, so he's asleep. And she's like, oh, okay. And they keep making out. That's kind of hot, to be honest. If he was like, your boyfriend won't know, I'd put him to sleep. I'd be like, okay, Okay. the the toxic in me thinks this is sexy. Um, But then she gets this weird pain in her side. Yeah, she starts having like heart palpitations. Yeah, it sounds like she's having like a stroke or a heart attack. And it's never explained why or where. He... Kind of alleviates the pain, and then they kiss again. And they kiss a lot more, yeah. Um, but he thinks the pain might be a premonition that she's going to be staked. Oof. Which, ooh, that's not fun. Not good. Meanwhile, Stefan wakes up, w- after the kissing, thank God, 
And tells them he warmed Bonnie up after she was ice cold because she had that premonition. And Damon is like, you know, um, I don't know what my note says. I put, I'm fine sharing you to Elena. Oh, oh, he says, Damon says to Elena that he's fine sharing her with Stefan. But I missed that. That's so funny. And she's like, oh, God, what do I do? Yeah, because, yeah. And she keeps up this illusion, though. And she's like, oh, my God, Stefan, you're awake. And she immediately starts, like, putting on a show, making out with Stefan in front of Damon. And they're like, okay, well, we're at Mirror Lake now, so we should get out and walk because it's icy. Yeah, the fog has become so thick. The animals, they're on stop. Um, and what's worse is their powers are inhibited here. So yeah. she can't slide back on her little excuse that Damon's influencing her. Exactly. But also, it doesn't make sense. Then how did Damon put Stefan to sleep? Uh, hey, you know, hey, we don't know. We love, we love a plot hole here on Yowie <laughs> They're trying to decide if the big elephants should walk on the ice. And the big elephant does. And it immediately starts sinking. <laughs> They go out on the ice with them. One slips in. So Stefan has to... Stefan influences it to calm down. I thought that... Okay, okay. It said the fog was so thick that their psychic powers don't work. Yeah, and then, like... And then they keep using their powers. So, like, I don't know. But Elena ends up, like... Elena's desperate to save this animal because we love her altruistic abilities. She is She needs to save this animal. And she ends up, like, landing in the freezing water while saving it. Um, and then Damon's like, good job, Elena, but I hope you know this animal's gonna die anyway. Yeah, the way she jumped on it was an entire page described. Very confusing. But I, I kind of thought that she jumped on it, overshot the jump, and then fell into the ice, and I was laughing so hard. <gasps> um, but she happens to free it, um, and she is freezing from the ice. She's got hypothermia, yeah. baby. And then Damon starts, like, warming Elena. Somehow Stefan and Bonnie are off doing something else while Damon's, like, trying to warm her. Yeah, Elena's d- classic signs of hypothermia is undressing because she's like, I'm hot. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you are not. And yeah. she's like, mm, but I think I am. I'm yeah, going to take off my clothes. very confused. They get into a little sleeping bag. And Elena, hallucinating, she's like, Stefan is warming me. But it's weird that I'm hearing Damon's voice right now. And I did look it up because you think you hear the sleeping bag, right? And you're like, okay, Eclipse in the Twilight franchise. This Vampire Diaries book came out in 2011 and Eclipse came out in 2007. So I just want to make that note. Wow. It's weird that multiple books can't do sleeping bags uh, for keeping warm. Okay. But this, (gasps) you know, both vampires, one franchise was huge. Coincidence? I I think not. I don't know. Um, Stefan comes over. He's kind of pissed off that Damon has uh, also kind of got naked got in the naked. bag with his lady. And Damon is like, please be quiet. Like, she is dying, Stefan. Get in here. And they all dogpile on top of her, essentially. Yeah, Bonnie comes up and, and also lays on top yeah. of her. Um, and is this when we check back? Yeah, we check back on Phil's church now. Yep, we cut back to Meredith, Matt, Mrs. Flowers. They're all staying at Merit or not at Matt's house because yeah. the boarding house is essentially obsolete. Yes, broken beyond repair. Uh, and they're talking about that they all are hearing like weird sounds at night, and they think it's like a ghost child, one of these possessed children. Uh, they immediately find out that it is Cole Reese. One of the guy who was eating the gerbil in the last book. Yeah, he's hiding um, in the basement. Yeah, and he just wants like a home, which is really sad. Uh, and he he since he's like healed now because he got an amulet stamped on him. Uh, he explains to them what the last midnight is, 
And that's when Matt and Meredith are like, uh-oh, so we can't sleep. We have to kind of go into game mode right now. Yeah, because the last midnight, um, pretty as scary as it sounds, the kids are just going to kill their parents. Yeah, it does not sound good at all. No. And now this is where they're like, great, so we'll use the last of the Starball and hope that it maybe protects, like, the town a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to pour out Misao's Starbell or in, like, different places in Fell's Church. Yeah. The call on the power to protect them. And also, maybe it'll kill her, too. You know? Two birds, one stone. Yeah. And that's pretty much all we see with them, because we're back. We're back in the, the dark dimension. No time. Most important character of this series, Al- Elena, has hypothermia. Elena is now better from hypothermia. And they're walking again, and they find a teeny, tiny, long wooden rope bridge um, that yeah. looks very unstable. It's like a slender bridge in a snowy terrain that's narrow and wooden. Think Shrek. Think the first yeah. Shrek movie. Yeah. That's what I saw. It's very, yeah, it's very much like any cartoon uh, that would have one of those long rope bridges where, like, the, the planks would just, like, kind of fall as you're, like, ominously looking at it. Exactly. Uh, I love a tiny rope bridge. Put more tiny, uh, long rope bridges in YA novels. I love it. You know, I think that they shied away when Shrek did it in 2001. Yeah. If I could just digest. Yeah, that was really Di- like the pinnacle Bird? of tiny rope bridges. And ever since then, it's been really hard to come by them. Listen, when the dragon lit it up with fire and it snapped, I was scared. I was scared. Yeah. No one else can do it as good. Thank you. Right. the Caribbean 2 tried, and it was also good. But it was not as good as I would argue, you can't go wrong with the scary rope bridge. Um, Elena asks Stefan to influence Bonnie because she's freaking out. And they're like, make her believe that she she's good at this. So um, their powers are back. So he can influence her. Yeah, so Bonnie is chill about it and goes zero to 100. So instead of being afraid, she has now just taken the lead. While Elena is... Still kind of scared to go on the bridge, but nevertheless, she persisted. And let's paint the picture. Stefan's in front of her. She's holding onto his belt because he's like, babe, hold my belt. And then he's like, Damon, spot her. So Damon's like holding her as she's holding Stefan's belt. Yeah. Um, in a very, you know, um, choice position for all of them. <laughs> Uh, Lena, uh, breaks a slat, and once again, if we have all seen the movie Shrek, I imagine it when Donkey steps over the slat and it breaks, and so Elena does the same thing, Yeah, and Damon kind of, like, grabs her from behind and is, like, holding her, and Stefan also is holding her, I don't know. It's not explained well, I was confused. And this is when she realizes... Since both Stefan and Damon saved her, that she loves them both. Yeah. Uh, and they get across the bridge. Um, and then immediately after, uh, they both feed from Elena, which is like, why? Not she good. She just almost died from hypothermia. Bonnie also has blood. Bonnie's been influenced, but no, Elena realizes both Damon and Stefan are hungry, and she feeds both her little why, baby boys. Why not use Bonnie? Oh, because Elena's obsessed with her magic blood, I'm She has sure. to feed her little baby boys with her big, meaty veins. God, what a mommy complex she has. Truly. But Damon is going in on it. Yeah, he is. He's not holding back. Damn. Um, Meredith and Matt were checking back in them. They're spreading the ball juice. That's what I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> uh, and they're rescuing more kids. They find, like, some more stragglers that are not, you know, possessed by Shinichi and Misao. 
Uh, but they uh, hold them up in Matt's house and then they start stamping them all with the amulets just to be safe. They weed out two that are like pretending to be fine. Um, and they get rid of those people. Yeah, they end up with like 30 they now protect in their basement. Yeah. Um, daycare yeah um and then they start talking about the satos because they're like we're gonna need some more amulets but oh yeah they have a little bit of a who's more woke off as they debate japanese culture yeah well and this also kind of insinuates that like there's something up with the satos because we both have different memories of what like what their actual names are yeah matt thinks it's obasan for the grandma so yeah. they're debating the grandma's like identity and meredith is like um i'm pretty sure i'm right it's Inari. And she's like, but wait, no, actually, I don't want to be right, because if it's Anari, that's really bad, and we need the internet to check on that right now. Yeah. But there's, like, no power there's in the There's no town. power. Um, but we're going to go back to the most important plot in the book. Exactly. Um, they get to the Gateway Castle that in the Netherworld. They're there. That was pretty easy, I'd say. Uh, yeah, they said they're, like, it'll be a test of trials that are deadly. What test? Name one test. Ice, an ice rink, and a route, and a bridge? This two tests? I guess that's so. A, you're telling me to get to the seven uh, Kitsune treasures. All I have to do is go ice skating and then balance myself across a bridge. Yeah. What? There's there, got to be something else. There's got to be. Give me a, a, a trivia. Maybe. Maybe like a. I don't know. Like a like a pole I have to climb. Uh, I don't know. Like, like a sinking coals sand that I have to walk. Oh, sinking sand is good. Vines that wrap yeah, around you. I don't, I don't know. know. Like yeah. God, like, what What kind of trials are you thinking, LJ Smith? Don't say it's trials. Just say it's a long journey instead. Exactly. God. It's not a trial. Annoying. So they get to the gatehouse of the seven treasures, and who is the bouncer? Sage. He's there as punishment for some reason. Yeah, apparently his debt, because he lost in yeah. court. I don't know. He's, he's just, he's like the keeper of the gatehouse. And this is what he used Masao's first half of her Starball juice to get to, because he's like, I had to go back to work or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then Sage is Mr. Game Show host, and he's like, behind <laughs> door number one! <laughs> oh my god, he really is. <laughs> yeah, he does this little intro for each and all of the doors, and all of the, the contestants are like, oh wow, that's a nice door. He shows them the rooms, ranging from an all-black magic wine room, a cavern of gemstones, a place with a bunch of flowers that's like a kitsune paradise, yeah. and a door with a great big tree behind it. Uh, and they're like, that's the Tree of Life door, that's where the mega star ball's gonna be, we gotta go for it. But they better be careful, because the closer they get to the tree, the more likely it is that their body becomes like fertilizer. Like, apparently this tree, like, attacks people. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty dope. I thought this was a, that part was really cool. Yeah, I really did like this, like, um, the way these doors were described. And, like, yeah. I was like, this seems really, like, fantasy-y and cool. Yeah. Um, but Sage also does cheat a little bit, and he fixes Elena's compass so that they don't get lost. Um, yes. And then, meanwhile, back in Fell's Church, uh, Meredith is perusing. She's like, one of these kids gotta yeah. have a phone. Hey! Hey, you stupid children! Get we are in the time of Motorola razors. I know one of you guys has internet on your phone. Um, and then Mrs. Flowers comes out, and she's wearing a tracksuit? Yeah, Miss, Mrs. Flowers is, like, all suburban money mommy vibes. And she's like, oh, don't worry, I have a Blackberry. And we're like, what? Mrs. No, she doesn't. Um, but then Meredith uses it to look up Inari. Huh? Um, and that's when, like, all hell breaks loose. They realize that Inari is, like, the leader of the Kitsune and, like, the all-powerful, um... 
person, deity in charge, essentially. Yeah, it was really confusing. But Inari means, like, an old fox spirit in charge of two fox spirits who kind of sets them on a journey. <laughs> yeah. That's really it. Oh, and, like, what we uncover here is that they think that the Malik now started at the Satos. Yes. And Obasan, the grandmother, is essentially a fraud, uh, she's been kind of tricking them into everything is what we learned. Like the amulets and bullets she was giving them seemed like a game uh, and a trick that she was playing on them. Yeah, because sometimes Isabella or the mom had to, or Isabel's mom had to rewrite the spells on the post-it notes. Um, and, you know, this is when we figure out that Masao and Shinichi are just carrying out her orders. Yeah, which is kind of what we alluded to earlier on when they said they were hired to be here. So Matt, Mrs. Flowers, and Meredith are headed to Isabel's house to fight the grandmommy of moms. Yeah, grandma mom. Grandma. Um, and they're like, Mrs. Flowers, are you sure you want to go to the fight? And Mrs. Flowers like is uh, goes, yes, Sage gave me a bull whip, so I'd love to go fight. And it's like, okay, so they all go and they leave, like, a 15-year-old in charge of all the 30 children. Hey, chains and whips excite her. Damn. As Rihanna once said. Man, if Mrs. Flowers was played by Rihanna, I'd be so happy. <laughs> hey, who who knows? I've seen crazier things in my lifestyle. <laughs> um, but now we're back on this little tree of life planet. The gravity's a little wonky here. Like, they can, like, jump a little higher than they used to. <laughs> it is It is kind of weird. It's like, it has 80% of Earth's gravity, and Elena has a very stupid moment, one of many in every book, where she just kind of, like, jumps up, and I think she floats. I don't really, yeah. I didn't really get it. Um, But no time for floating around too much, because there's a voice behind them, uh, and they realize it's uh, Shinichi, but it doesn't make sense that he's here because he doesn't have his master key to go in between dimensions anymore. I, yeah, I don't know how he got here. And also, if he got here and was putting up such a big fuss with, like, Bonnie and trying to figure out directions how to get there, why would, why would you Yeah, how do does that? he know how to get there? You already know how to. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he also sings, like, a little song from uh, about Elena, Bonnie, and Meredith that, like, the people in their class would sing. And it, uh, they, it, it calls, um, Elena, it, it says Grave Meredith, Laughing Bonnie, and Elena with the golden hair. And I wrote that down only because it was like, how come all, uh, Bonnie and Elena got compliments and they call Meredith Grave? Like, what? I don't know. Anyway, they, it doesn't make sense that he's here. I feel like Meredith got the rep of just being a really serious character solely because, and you can correct me on this, but I think she just shows up to school every day in turtlenecks. And I oh. think that's why everyone thinks she's serious. I definitely, yeah, see her as, like, very much somebody who wears, like, earth tones and long sleeve shirts and turtlenecks. Yeah, maybe she has a fun side. I'm sure she does. I mean, she's a vampire hunter now. I just don't think her fashion sense um, matches it. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's me. That. I could be I'll wrong. agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, she needs a better fashion sense. Exactly. Um, where did I leave off? Shinichi is here. Um, I wrote down, how did he get here with no key? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, um, this is when also they're like, where are we in this great life, this great tree of life room? And they realize overhead the Kitsune castle that they were going to were like three moons. And they're on one of the three rooms overhead this netherworld. So Shinichi's voice is kind of carrying faintly on the horizon. And Masao is with them? 
No, he absorbed her. This is where we get the, oh, that he reveal. Oh, carries Masao with him. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to get his own star ball, which I think was in this Yeah, he kept, he kept his star ball here, too. He's really upset because he keeps alluding to somebody uh, who refused to help Masao. He's saying she... Uh, won't help us. She won't help Masao. I'm really upset that, like, I trusted her. And we get a big gasp moment because, oof, not only is he talking about all this, he basically reveals uh, that Elena wrote about in her diary how she kind of loves both Damon and Stefan. Yeah, he starts mentioning his little riddles that we might have forgotten of. Um, and he said, let me see. These are your own words. Now, I'm on page 448 for those listeners following along at home. <laughs> we know you have the books. <laughs> um, let me see. These are your own words now. He assumed a reading voice. Dear diary, one of Shinichi's riddles was that I thought of Camelot. You know the legend of Queen uh, King Arthur, Queen Guinevere, and the knight she loved, Lancelot. And here's what I thought. A lot of innocent people died and were miserable because three selfish people, a king, a queen, and a knight, couldn't behave in a civilized way. They couldn't understand that the more you love, the more you find a love. But those three couldn't give in to love and just share. All three of them. <laughs> and Elena is freaking out because this is her diary that she's basically admitted. Like, she wants to have a threesome with these brothers. She is so self-centered. You know, she had it. It's it's like you had it in the first half where she was like, these three people were selfish. And it was like, okay. okay. And now turn turn the page. You're almost there, You're buddy. almost there. And she's like, and a lot of people got hurt and died because of that. And I was like, your friends? You're so close. You're so close. You get the point. Uh, and then she but was like, people I just don't understand. Yeah. yeah, why they can't just all love each other. And then uh, Elena's immediately trying to cover face with Stefan, being like, no, Stefan, I'm yours and yours only. I, I didn't mean that. Which really sucks for everything else going on in the background because Shinichi has taken this opportunity to kind of attack Bonnie. Yeah. Um, but all the pain that Bonnie feels, um, and I don't know if it's because she's psychic or because she's an empath, um, but all the pain Bonnie feels, Shinichi does too. Yeah. Um, but they, they have a big fight scene, hall brawl style, Stefan and Damon tap in, and they basically cut off all of Shinichi's tails. Yeah, Damon slits his wrists. Yeah, and then Shinichi, like, kind of sits down in defeat, and he says he starts, like, regretting ever coming to Fell's church, he regrets ever trusting, um, the person who brought him here, and that's when, um... The, he dies. Yeah. Apparently he, there's like three ways to kill them and one of them is the sin of regret. Yeah. So since he vocalized that he regretted something, he had to die. But it doesn't really matter. On his way out, he's like, whatever. The kids are programmed to kill anyways. Yeah. Sucks. So even, what it doesn't matter. And meanwhile, back in Fell's church, other driving in the SUV on the way to the Sato's house. And Mrs. Flowers is like, don't worry y'all. I'm about to return to my prime for my last battle. I am sure I'm going to die, but I'm going to look hot as fuck doing it. And she shapeshifts into, like, Rihanna. her youth. Rihanna. She has, like, <laughs> silver hair, and she's wearing a white gown for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. She used, like, all of her power and then also combined it with the gift Sage left behind. And I got really excited because, okay, I mean, I didn't want it to happen, but it's something in the back of my head was kind of, like, hoping that maybe in a world Mrs. Flowers and Matt could fuck. Wow. That's a that's a thought. And I'm, so I, I'm gonna support that. I now. was kinda hoping that, you know, this long 
fair hair maiden in this sleeveless white gown with a train. Um, yeah. Who's also super tall. She's super tall. Yeah. Uh, supermodel. She sounds like a Hello. Um, and she's like, oh, don't call me Mrs. Flowers. Call me Theo because I'm a little sex symbol now. And so they knock on, um, or no, they don't knock on the yeah, door. Anari's Anar- outside. Anari's ready to throw down. Anari's outside. They don't knock on a door no. because the whole house is on can't fire. Knock on, can't knock when something's on fire. Listeners, do not knock on houses that do are not, on fire. And definitely do not touch the doorknob. Uh, and Mrs. Flowers slash Theo uh, does a baller move where she basically accuses Anari of being old and unhappy, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It rules. Uh, and Matt and Meredith are like, great. You two, you two scuttle. We're going to go save Mrs. Satone Isabel inside. Yep. Because um, the old evil lady lit her own house in, on fire. Yeah. Um, Isabel and mom is in it. So they go into the smoldering building, and Matt kind of has it easy because the mom is, like, right there. Yeah. But Meredith is like, fuck, I probably have to go to Isabel's room. Yeah. Don't I? And she's duct taped to the bed, but uh, they, they get out. Yep. Meredith, unfortunately, loses her stave, which is, like, her fighting stick Yeah. in the process. Yeah. Um, But you think, you think, but JK, Isabel dragged the stave out. Yeah, so she gets her stave still because it's important to her. Um, and we do get a little check-in here with Elena and the gang as they're, like, nearing the star ball, and that's about it. It's, like, a paragraph. And, yeah, I literally just wrote, Elena and the others find a star ball. Yeah. Um, but back, back in Fell's Church. Back in Fell's Church. Yes. Um, they get back outside, and, uh, Anari and Theo are in this huge battle that we've missed most of because we were busy describing the fire, which kind of blows. And you kind of expect it to be a big battle, right? Yeah. Because this is the enemy that for three books has been built up. She's got black fox ears now. She's got long red hair. She's taunting Theo like, look at you, you little tiny witch. You come to fight me. I have the largest star ball in the world. Yeah, and and, and Theo's wrapped up in hair or something or vines. I forget what it is. And as Matt and Meredith are kind of like dragging Isabel and her mom to a fence, to safety, I don't know. Yeah. Matt, like, runs back underneath because he sees Theo because he's in love with her and wants to fuck her. Yeah, don't we all, though? My edit. Exactly. Um, Not doing well, and he puts his, like, hands out, like they do to throw yeah, cheerleaders. cheerleader. Yeah, cheerleader launch. Up, and Meredith runs, jumps on his hand, got the stave back from Miss Bell, yeah, remember? And, and staves the, the tentacle that's wrapped around Theo. Staves an Aries hair, right? And you think, oh, okay, that's a great starter that's a, move. That's a good hit. That's a great beginner shot. But no. No, that's it. That's the headshot. That's the headshot. Anari crumbles and, like, flashes between Grandma and Sexy Anari, and then ultimately just, like, crumbles and dies. Like, so... Did the ball get destroyed? We don't know. We don't know. Did, Did they do it? Did this put the children out of their trance? Yeah. They think that the ball was destroyed. They're like, that must have coincided with this exact boss battle move that we just did. So, Matt and Meredith celebrate. It's like, no, or yay, there's no last midnight anymore, but yes, there's there's 80 more pages to the book. Yeah, so I really thought, oh, we got to the end, but no, listeners, we didn't. They almost um, kiss, though, which They was... do. They almost kiss, and they're like, no, we're just friends. And I was kind of glad they didn't kiss. Yeah. Because I'm still holding out for Matt and Bonnie to fuck. I'm still holding out for Meredith and Damon to have yes. their tension squashed. Absolutely. Um, but, oh, yeah. But Mrs. Flowers, seeing them dance around, makes her old again, because she's yeah. like, um, I am not a kid. You know? What can I yeah. say, folks? 
And then she really, like, really hit it home that, like, she was going to die after this battle. So I don't know if she, like, shapes her back and now she's going to die or she's just like, oh, no, I guess I don't die now. It, it's never really explained. Yeah, I don't know. Um, whatever. Uh, but now we're back in another world, Kitsune door number seven. And not only that, but we have kind of like jumped back in time. Because remember, you got it. They got to get the star ball yeah. and portal out for the people to be. Which beat is sorry. Why did they put this scene after that? I do not know. It makes no sense. Um, but yeah, they're getting to the star ball and these branches are falling around them to like protect the star ball. And Bonnie's like, I'm a great climber. I will scramble up the tree to dislodge the ball from its branch. Um, and remember the gravity is weird? Well, this scene is described weird too. Yeah, I got so confused. Um, so Damon, Bonnie jumps and Damon jumps up to catch her and he gets hit by a branch yeah i thought that the tree branch was like raining down yeah javelins of like yeah to, like make a fence and he just got impaled with like a fence javelin yeah that's pretty much how i read it but it sounds like so anything really could have been going on i don't know so moral of the story is damon was staked elena cuts him off the branch um but i don't know if she can get out of this one besties I don't know. No, because Damon's not doing hot at all. And Elena's like, oh, no. He, was, he wasn't he was just impaled. He was basically staked by this branch. And Stefan is just kind of like, yeah, poison spreading through his body. These are <laughs> protection branches. And he's a little too calm that his brother is dying. Yeah, he is taking it well. Kind of, not yeah. well, but like. No, it's like he's not really reacting. He's just kind of like, oh, man, sucks. He's That's like, kind of how I interpreted his reaction. Yeah, he's like, Elena, you being sad about this is keeping him here. Yeah, because Elena's freaking out, and Stefan's like, come on, Elena, there's nothing you can do. Come on. It's basically like Elena is like a dog that can't stop sniffing something. He's like, come on, let's go home. <laughs> hey, come on, let's go home. You're not wrong. And like, that's literally it. Because Elena's like sobbing uncontrollably. She's freaking out. Uh, she ends up telepathically talking with Damon privately. And she's like, Damon, you can't, you can't be dying. And Damon asks Elena to be brave because, quote, females are better than males at this thing. They're less cowardly. Yeah. And she's like, no, wait, I'll give you more of my blood. And she slits her own throat. Yeah. Because she's an idiot. And then Stefan's like, Kate, come on, babe, let's go. And she goes, no, Damon, I'm going to kiss you. Can you feel me kissing you? And she's doing this in front of her boyfriend. Yeah, she's kissing nuts. her boyfriend's dead brother in front of him. Um, which, hey, you know, I'll take a lot in a relationship, but I draw the line at someone kissing my dead sibling in front of me. And I love that you're standing up for yourself, finally. You know, you need boundaries. Listeners of Yowie Reddit, you need some boundaries yes. in young adult novels. Do not be afraid to have this talk with your partner. Exactly. Exactly. Tell them they can't kiss your sibling's dead or alive. Yeah, in front of you. In front Especially of you. in front of you. Big no-no. Big no-no. They can journal about it, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll let them have uh, that. They can make comparisons to old, old literature and live out their fantasies there. Yeah. Um, but Elena, like, as their as she's frivolously kissing Damon, transports into his mind and gets to talk to the little boy because she has a mommy complex. And she's like, I'll tell you a little secret. I'll tell you what happened in the motel. And then we flip the page. We're like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. And it's just that she held him. She, they just cuddled. And it's Boo. like, why was she so afraid of that? We spent... 
books leading up to this moment, and they just cut. They didn't even make out all night. No. Why they didn't even finger her? Like, come on. What if it had been, like, not sex, but she's like, I'll tell you what happened. I tried sucking your dick. <laughs> it went horribly wrong. And she's telling this to a child. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. You motorboated my titties you for hours. You got four fingers in. <laughs> You'd be like, four fingers in what? Where? <laughs> and she goes, so... Uh, let's talk about how babies are made. Yeah, she's uh, gonna give him this whole speech as he's dying. Yeah. Um, but the kid says something profound that I guess LJ Smith was really proud she wrote, because the kid's like, you'll never be alone. Yeah. And we hit on this a lot. Yeah, we really do. Uh, but yeah, Damon's really dying, y'all. Um, and this is where Elena does say she will have no world without Damon. Yeah. That's messed up. And Damon's like... Can you go for a minute? Because I want to say bye to Stefan, too. And, and she and this thing she remembers. She's like, oh, what? He loves other people besides me? Yeah. I don't... Oh, my God. It's the the having a world without Damon and, like, wanting to, like, die. She just wants to die, too. That... Oh, my God. That yeah. was nuts. It's nuts. Uh, so, But she wings of destructions their way out of there. Wings of destructions, you know, because it's like they still haven't gotten the star ball. And Stefan admits they're never going to get the star ball. They were never going to. So she brandishes her little wings of destruction. This disintegrates the tree um, and basically blows up the planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think a, think a clock arena in Hunger Games. Um, yeah. But now uh, we open on a chapter where Elena is really upset that Stefan doesn't understand that she loves both him and his brother. Like, girl, what are you talking about? Of course he's pissed at that. Like He's not even... The thing is, is that it's the worst kind of situation because he's not even mad. He's just, like, so sad and it's upset. Like processing it. And she's getting so mad that he's just, like, what, not... Doesn't love yeah. her? Like, what? I don't know, but she wakes up and she's drinking some vampire blood and it's Sage. And he goes, oh, thank God we caught you there, little lassie, because you're about to become a vampire. You lost a lot of blood with your whole wings of destruction and that branch thing that just happened. It's like the same as going to a doctor and they're like, you may want to stay away from sweets for the next few days just because your stomach's upset. They're like, you got to be careful for the next few days, Elena, because like you're right on the brink of changing into a vampire. And she's like, oh, no. And they're also influencing her right now to not remember that Damon just died. Uh, which I think is hilarious, and I also would argue it's so Stefan doesn't have to watch her be upset about it because he's upset that she's in love with him. I I mean... That's what it feels like. Shit, if I had that power, to be honest, I would too, for at least a little bit. Yeah. But she is like, where is he? Over and over again. Um... I kind of like to imagine that my nephew does this when I leave the house, but I know it doesn't. Um, I like to imagine that Anna does that when you leave the house, too. <laughs> Just, like, no, um, Where are they? No sense of... Where are they? Um, object permanence? Object permanence. Um, but Sage also says that Fell's church is in ruins and that they need to, like, save it still, which is weird because it just, like, again, it felt like we just saved it. We just watched the town get, like, fixed. Yeah, it feels like that is a separate problem because yeah. right now the biggest problem is this love triangle coming to fruition and because Stefan says the saddest thing he's like I'm sorry if I kept you from being with him as much as you wanted to I'm sorry if I came between you I didn't understand how much you loved each other 
Oh God, little simp rolling over, not even gonna put up a fight. Oh, so um, sad. But Sage is like, okay, y'all, here's the plan. We're gonna take all the treasures. We're gonna go to the celestial court, and we're gonna we're gonna try to get Damon back. Yeah, he says, what you need is the firepower of the heavens to save Fel's Which, church. Which, like, of course, of course we're going to go to Celestial Court. It wasn't enough to just defeat Shinichi and Rasao. We have to add this whole other plot line of let's say go to Celestial Court now. 60 more pages. And y'all, you better hang on for the plot that gets introduced in these 60 pages because it's so fucking wild. It's in nuts. So they, they basically get arrested and go to the Celestial Court because they stole all these treasures. But then the Guardians are like, oh, I guess we'll review the treasures and give you what you want. Yeah, I I thought that they stole from them, but apparently not. So they're in the throne room on yeah. trial, and, um, you know, they've got all these Kitsune per, um, treasures that they have brought with them. They approach the high judgments table. Yeah. And these are, like, people, they're impressed with them. These people yeah. are impressed with them. Um, And before they get to, like, anything of, like, oh, yes, we'll accept your treasures and we'll give you whatever you want, they're like, so, Elena, do you want to be a guardian? Because you're technically, like, built to be a guardian. And it's like, what? And we get this whole little anecdote about how the guardians are the ones who killed her parents because in the car they were supposed to kill little four-year-old Elena, but little four-year-old Elena saw their celestial courtmobile and had, <laughs> and had her parents look at it, which killed both of them. And you're like, what makes Elena a guardian? I don't get, does she look like them? Does she um, have a mental illness like them? I don't know. So genetically, right, yes, she does look like them, but the tip-off that Elena is a guardian is that she comes to this conclusion because the way she handled bad boys was also the behavior guardians did to handle demons. Yeah, very stupid. Uh, But this is where Shinichi's riddle of one of you is a murderer. Uh, It's because Elena is technically at fault for killing her parents. And it's like, no, she's not. No, she's not. That's so stupid. She's like, okay, you know what? The price is going to be so much. I want my old life back. I want Sue and Vicky to be alive. I graduated high school. Um... And it was just, like, a normal 10 months. I'm at college now, and yeah. Stefan's at the boarding house, yeah. and he's my boyfriend. She's like, yeah, no more Klaus, no more other spooky things. I didn't die. Uh, I was still queen at the, at, the, at the ball in November. She basically just says, fuck the last seven books now. I want to go back to page one. Yep. Which um, is nuts. I do love when she's like, Vicky and Sue back too, and Bonnie's like, do you want Mr. Tanner, our history teacher? And she's like, no. Let's pause. Let's pause. Pump the brakes uh, there. And she also doesn't say anything about, like, Carolyn not giving birth to a werewolf baby. She also doesn't try to save the uh, the J- Japanese island that also uh, succumbed to Anari, Shinichi, and Masao, which I was like, Elena, for someone who loves to help other people, you're suddenly making this all about what you want. <laughs> yeah, and then when she asks for Damon back, too, they're kind of like, hmm, we can't bring a vampire back. Um, yes, Elena, and technically... That goes on for so many pages. So long. I want Damon back. We can't do that. But I want him back. We can't do that. Yes, they brought Elena back when she was a vampire. But it was only because she was meant to be, like, a guardian. And Sage is mad about all this Damon slander and also unfurls his own wings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But then Elena, upset that she can't get her way... Decides to Wings of Destruction, the Celestial Courtroom. Um, And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have these powers? 
hey, we got to cut her wings off. This is too much for this girl to have who is not a guardian. They hold her down and they clip her wings. And Stefan's like, you know what? I'll let you take her wings, but I draw the line at her blood. This feels like a bad improv scene. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) He's like, if you take her blood, she's going to die and be a vampire. And that's on your hands. And I'm going to kill you if you do that. And Elena's like, oh my goodness. You've never been like this before, which is like, what? Why does Stefan have to be pure all the time? Yeah. I'd be pissed. And then she's, and then she, but she's more upset that she can't telepathy with Bonnie anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, that's a huge bummer. Not that you lost your wings, but that you can't talk in your brain with your friend. Oh, and this is the time when she takes the time to clarify that Stefan is her love, not her lover. Oh. Oh, embarrassing. Anyway, the Guardians concede to them. They get everything they want, minus Damon. Yeah. And Elena wakes up and is like, where am I? And she's in her bed at Aunt Judith's house. It's nighttime. Everything's back to the way it was. Stefan's at her window and he's like, hey, gonna leave town tomorrow. Do you want to talk about anything? And she's like, what? We're supposed to be together forever. And it's like, girl, what? Yeah. Because Damon's dead, Stefan has realized it's not him she wants, and her response to this is like, please forgive me, I love you still, and that does it for him. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll stay, and then she goes, my backpack, and he's like, yeah, it's over there, and she apparently stole a... an Evian water bottle that I'm sure they got in the Dark Dimension, because of course they have Evian water bottles down there, that's filled with, um... Water from the Fountain of Youth from one of the Katsune doors. Yep, and he's like, oh, you don't need to, don't drink that yet. He's uh, like, also, that's enough for, like, four or five people, so, like, don't drink that right now. Don't drink that. We might break up, so, like, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I don't know if I want to be with you forever. Here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Also, what if she drinks it and just goes backwards, like Benjamin Button? Oh, that'd be scary. That would suck. Um, but then... Here, if you thought this book was going to end, now is finally the time we get one final scene. Uh-huh. And Damon wakes up on... Ash a, Planet. An Ash Planet. It's, Look, and he misses Elena and Bonnie. Yep. It insinuates he's actually still alive. Yep. And that's going to be it for th- this par- three-parter series of... of the, yeah, the Return Trilogy of the Vampire Diaries. Next is The Hunters. Which I hope is cooler. We're we're done with L.J. Smith's Vampire Diaries. We're going into Ghostwriter Town. Hey, we'll see. You know, uh, we'll see. But uh, this episode wouldn't be complete without our two favorite segments: our top five and our canceled character. Uh, so for our top five this week, we presumed that we should do top five better Kitsune treasure doors that would be found in the gatehouse in the Netherworld. For sure. Um, and the first one that we are going to start off with. Number five, uh, starting from the ground up, Berlin Nightclub in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you know, get some thumping in this gatehouse. Get some partying. Get some, uh, some get, your, get, your, get your freak on, You can say. get vodka Red Bull shots for like $5 there. And one time I leaned up against the wall and got semen on my dress. So hey, that's a treasure if I ever heard one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number four, take it to Co- Coachella. Just, I feel like that'd be nice to bypass the expensive tickets. The weather's probably nice. Maybe they get music. VIP. Maybe Elena will roll on Molly and lose her virginity. Who Finally. Knows? Um, number three, what, hey, you know, what is better than a pumpkin patch? Hey, and if you got, like, it'd probably be a really good pumpkin patch if it was one of the treasure pumpkin patches. I think so. Yeah. I think so. That'd probably be really cool. They could go on a hayride, too. They, 
Oh, could you uh, imagine? I haven't been on a hayride in years, let me tell you. I'm jealous. Um, Number two is going to take you right where I think we all want to be right now. <laughs> the Yali Reddit Recording Studio. Hang out with Maggie and Laura. Take Maggie and Laura back with you as your treasures. Yeah, we want to We'll, we'll give you see. a Yali Reddit. Reddit button for choosing this store. We'll give we, you a Yowie Reddit button and we'll give you a See you in Hell koozie. Yeah! And number one, uh, top doors of the Kitsune Paradise, we had to go with as premium card holders uh, Six Flags. Yes, Maggie and I as season pass holders to Six Flags because they were really cheap during the pandemic. I uh, think that this should be the big bad door in the Kitsune treasure world. I want to see them take on the Superman in Gurney, Illinois. Damn. Yep. I hate that ride. And you know what? I want to see them survive it, too. Yeah. And I think they would. Um, And now we got to talk about our canceled character. I saw you wrote down canceled character. Yeah. Um, That's pretty hard. Do you have any idea? I mean, you know, gut reaction. I do want to say Inari for causing this whole ruckus. Yeah. But a, a really big part of me... I want to say Elena again. Okay. Did we cancel her last episode? I think we probably did. Uh, no, we canceled Alaric last episode. No, I canceled Alaric last episode. We might have canceled Elena. I don't remember. I want to cancel Elena. Uh, I think she sucks. I mean, I will obviously con- concede to that. Um, I can't stand her. Yeah. I can't stand her. Yeah, she she used to be she was so cool in the first four books, mm-hmm. uh, but now she's a little priss that's obsessed with her blood and obsessed with things that she can't have. Yeah, and she's a prude. She truly is. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with being a prude, but just don't pretend like you're not a prude. Just be a prude. Oh my god, if you're a maiden, stay in your lane. Yeah, you know exactly. And also get some better skills. Oh my fucking god, please. Oh well, we did it, Maggie. We finished. Seven books of Vampire Diaries so far. We did. We did it. Yeah. Um, And we are on to the next one. The Hunters something something. As we go on our journey, make sure that you are keeping up with us online at, on Instagram, we are Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And we are also on Twitter and TikTok at Reddit on both. Make sure you're following us there because boy do we post some very good content there, I must say. We do. We got Twitter, TikTok, Instagram all covered. Um, watch our web series. Watch our web series, See You in Hell. We have koozies. And uh, email us, Present at gmail.com. And also, give us five stars if you are listening to us on Apple Pods or Spotify, since they have a rating system now. Tell your friends. Oh, please Tell do. your friends. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. And we're also part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. That's pretty dope. If you're looking for other good podcasts, you should listen to any of those. Our friends Nation of Animation are there. Uh, Our friends House LA is there. So, like, definitely check it out if you're looking for more fun podcasts. I think that's everything we need to to do in the outro. I agree. We did it. Well, thank you, listeners. We will be back next week with an all-new episode of Vampire Diaries. We're over halfway through season five right now. Oh, my God. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. This has been a wild ride, and there's nobody else I'd rather be on it with you Maggie. Same. Aw. We're so cute. Okay, goodbye everybody. Bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.